Hello and welcome to Bampow TV, your weekly recap of superhero shit. We are here to talk about superheroes in a shocking turn of events. What? Uh, but not their shit. Yeah, you know, maybe. It's I mean, I don't, the, the life and life cycles of metas. Let's not rule anything out when yeah. it comes to Doom Patrol. That's true. Yeah. yeah ah, it's, it's all on the Doom table. Doom Patrol! I okay. love it so much. But before we get to that, news of the week. Uh, Endgame's almost here. Game of Thrones is almost here. Ah. Spider-Man Far From Home is coming out soon. Hellboy is almost here. X-Men's coming out, whatever. No yeah. one cares about uh, that. It's just, it is a time to be alive. And I also, Endgame tickets finally went on sale yeah. and it oh broke the internet. It oh my God. Stressed me out. I was, cause I was off that day and I'm just sitting at home trying to get AMC to load on my fucking computer and it just would not. It's fine. I made very good use of, uh, being in a meeting and just kept <laughs> trying to buy tickets. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. Woo! I mean, I definitely bought Hamilton tickets while I was on the clock. Nice. Oh, yeah. As God intended. Two years in a row now, I have purchased <laughs> Hamilton tickets while at my desk telling people I was working. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely working. Working hard at getting these fucking tickets. <laughs> um, I also edit our podcast at my desk and be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's a podcast. That it's a special I'm project. Listening to. My God. Yeah, def, def, def. Um, what else? Shazam is doing pretty solidly. Opened up to like 53 million. Nice. Uh, which is. I can't wait for this weekend. I want to see how it holds second weekend. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. I'm hoping it gets some good, uh, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. We'll, mm-hmm. but we'll see it how was that goes. So much fun. Yeah. It was a Everyone delight. I've talked would to recommend. at work loved it and would recommend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And I got a mix of DC and Marvel. Ugh. Half my bros are really excited about the Joker trailer, and I'm just like, uh, don't fucking come to me with that. Stab shit. me in the face. If you're going, like, if you're going to make a Joker movie, which DC's going to because it's printing money off of Edge Lords. Sure. I am. <laughs> I am a Can lot that be more. The name inter- of this episode: yeah. Printing money off of Edge Lords. <laughs> um, I'm a lot more interested in this Joker movie than pretty much anything else they could have done because it looks very unnormal Joker-ish. Which well, I'm here for. I haven't watched the trailer because, like, I don't care. But maybe because you said that, I'll give the trailer a look see. But yeah, I'm also like, check it don't out. come to me with that. Talk I, I amongst mean, yourselves. I think I just I have too much baggage associated with this character, mm-hmm. and I just. And I mean, also as somebody who lives in the true crime world, I know that there is such a thin line between giving a monster a stage and forgiving that monster and i don't want anybody to get too wrapped up in you know oh he's cool oh he's edgy oh he's smart and i'm like oh this he is has a, a sad backstory this is a bad dude this is a bad like this that kind of how i feel about the zach efron ted bundy movie mm-hmm. like oh he's so smart he's so hot he's so hot oh he's so tricksy oh that ted i'm like he he murdered a lot of people including several small children yeah well, this looks much more like a sad depressed joker so okay. you know he's got that going for him at least okay <laughs> i think you mean he's got that going for us at least yes true 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 yeah no it, it looks interesting you, you should check the trailer out at All least right. um because you said that i will watch the trailer yeah i did see um, i do like joaquin phoenix mm-hmm. he's got I a did... weird body yeah i did not know that like joaquin phoenix has a weird body yeah there's a a scene body where he right? doesn't have a shirt on and is just kind of like wiggling himself around and I don't know. His rib to stomach ratio is very strange in this movie. Like, the oh. ribs are really sticking out. That might be. I mean, I assume he, like, Did ribbed himself up for this movie yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it just, it looked He's okay. one of those actors who would do something oh, to yeah. his body. Yeah. Him and Christian Bale. 
Dude's a nut. Yo, this isn't news, but like we experienced something together. <laughs> Not you, Kenneth. <laughs> but like Beatrice and I, for Christopher Judge, star of Stargate SG1, rewatched the third Nolan Batman movie. It is. Listeners. A hot fucking mess. It is garbage. It is poorly written. It is poorly shot. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And the dialogue is just awful. I mean, the dialogue in this mo- in that movie is as bad as the dialogue in Suicide Squad. It's true. And there's less Will Smith, so it's like not yeah. even yeah. funny. Yeah. No. The only good parts of this film are moments with Bane when he kind of gets to be funny. No. I'm no. Gonna, Him saying specifically that. That, specifically that, that, that. one line. Um, and Anne Hathaway. Oh my god. Anne and ha- that's it. Yeah, Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle. She was a perfect Selena Kyle. Perfect. Her wrestling. Wanna, at, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just want to lift her from this film and put her in another film. A better like, film. A film that deserves her. Re- replace uh, everything about the Catwoman movie with this Selena with Kyle. With Selena yes, Kyle. Yes. Because, man, I, I would never in my life talk shit about Michael Caine. But this version of Alfred is so fucking terrible that uh. all of the interpersonal relationships were garbage. Like we got partway through this movie and I just kind of realized Christopher Nolan fundamentally does not understand who Batman is. Correct. And he should not have made this film or someone else should have written the screenplay or he should have had like DC consultants because like this was not a Batman movie. Mm -hmm. It was a movie about a man who dresses like a bat. No, nah, man. Because there, there yeah. are so many. Sorry, we'll let you talk in one second. No, it's fine. It's so there, fine. there are so many excellent writers who have written Batman for DC in the last ten years Anyone that you could have called. You could have called Gail Simone. You could have called Greg Rucka. You could have called mm. Scott Snyder. You could have called a Greg thousand Rucka. people. There are a thousand people that you could have called to be like, hey, uh, no, how okay. do I, how do I write Batman? Chris Nolan. Yeah. Well, he just doesn't seem like someone who likes superhero movies well, he so said having out loud, a he doesn't yeah. like that and i'm like why are you making a superhero trilogy this, then? then which is again like how i feel when jj abram starts talking about how dumb and lame star trek is yeah, and i'm it's like, like then don't make a star trek yeah, film that's super fine okay, you know but like the first one he made was good and the third one he made was good yes I, the second one he the made, second one made, he made no made sense because it established garbage. you can yes. teleport across the galaxy no. and that fundamentally breaks everything in star mm-hmm. trek I, I really enjoy the first Star Trek movie that he made, but it's not really Star Trek. Yeah, it's action Star Trek. It's it's action. What about the third one? The third one is more Star Trek. But mm-hmm. honestly, the Orville is more Star Trek than both of them put together. Oh, because the Orville is made by somebody who loves Star Trek yeah. and it shows. No, I, and I enjoy both of them. I think they're they're really fun. I mean, I'm not like going to fight you, but I'm sad. I think you should. I love the third fight. one. I've got a I think screwdriver the third one, that I'm going to put between you. The third one no. is my favorite Star Trek movie. It's really fun. And it's they really talk fun. a lot about what like, Star Trek is and, you know, what the like Federation is. Like, over whales is. and shit? I don't remember those enough to love oh them. Oh, my God. No, I mean, it's... I can't, I, even, I can't even with you right that's now. That's fair. No, I, I used to get into a fight with my friend who, like, everybody says, oh, well, the best Star Trek movie, before the new stuff, the best Star Trek movie is Wrath of Khan. And I'm like, well, my favorite one is Search for Spock. Because the, that's the one that comes right after it, because it's all full of, like, feelings and friendship mm-hmm. and stuff. I like Wrath for Khan still. Wrath of Khan is great. Wrath of Khan. No, it's the Wrath for Khan. No. No. It's like, (laughs) it's got him this nice steaming plate of hot anger. Anyway, Christopher Nolan should never make another superhero movie. And I'm just really bummed out because there's so much that could have been. They had, they had, um, 
Talia al Ghul, like, they mm-hmm. bone down. We maybe could have had a Damien, but they killed her. Like, Bane wasn't from South America. He was Tom Hardy for God knows what reason. Doing some kind of weird posh accent. It was like a posh, not British accent. It was mm-hmm. fucking strange. Yeah, very odd. Oh, and the other only good part about this is the, the turn or the surprise that the child who was born in darkness and escaped was not in fact Bane but it was Talia mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was also cool that was cool and the the brief cameo of uh Jonathan Crane um the oh, scarecrow as the judge, as the judge that was that, that made me laugh that was yeah. I enjoyed that but like everything else hot trash okay but what about JGL and his oh your real name is it's Robin, Robin? that makes Fucking no sense. It was so dumb. They, they could have given him uh, any it. of the names. Like, if his name had been secretly Tim or Dick or Jason, any of those would have been great. Yes. No, <laughs> this was great because it was so stupid. It was so... Like, like it honestly, wrapped back around I've told, I've to making me before, happy. I've talked about but I'm going to tell the story again. I saw this movie with Jackie, <laughs> who fucking loves Batman, and that scene happened, and she'd already complained about the fact that, like, she's so mad at Nolan because he doesn't like superheroes, and he wasn't going to have Robin in this movie, and that scene happened, and in a full fucking theater on a Thursday night, and this is back when it was, like, a midnight release, she just loudly goes, oh, fuck you! <laughs> like, in the theater. Yeah. One of my favorite She memories. was about ready to burn that fucking place she to the ground. so pissed, and rightfully so. Yeah. One the, the big problem, also, is not even was it, you know, that I... The first movie was solid. I loved the second movie. The third movie was eh. I think the second movie is one of the better movies ever mm-hmm. made that starred a superhero. For real. Yeah. Because the, cinem- well, the cinematography no, but- and the choreography and all the other, like, the technical aspects that go into making a film are, like, top-notch. And Heath Ledger killed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But it then influenced the next, like, six DCEU movies because mm-hmm. they thought, oh, our it success was, was because no. it was, we just sepi so, all over it. Which is so crazy because that wasn't the sex of that, the success Whoa. of the sex, the success wow, of that film. The success of that film was Heath Ledger's performance. And I personally think the conversation about what we are as humans mm-hmm. and what we are and are not willing to live with as decisions, not sepia, not grim, dark, gritty mm-hmm. man pain. It was a conversation about what it is to be human and to be in a community and fucking Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the two things that make that film. Because honestly, when I think about the the parts of that movie that stick out the most to me, I mean, obviously, it's the conversation with the prisoner on the on the ferry mm-hmm. when he th- throws the thing out the window. Right out the window. And then um, the the scene where Batman drives at Heath Ledger in the middle of the street. Yeah. I mean, those are the ones that That's stick it. out to me the mm-hmm. most. Ooh, Heath Ledger clapping in his cell. I mean, also that. That's very iconic. Also the pencil thing. How do you make Ooh. a pencil disappear? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> But, like, that's it. Like, Harvey Dent, whatever. The fucking girl who's replaced by Hall, whatever. Like, Alfred and Batman, whatever. It was Heath Ledger and the social commentary and the pencil and the clapping. Yeah. And the, the bike. The bike was a big part of oh, the second yeah. movie. Yeah. Everything I mean, else, like, whatever. He had, like, a surprise bike in the Batmobile. Sure, why not? I love it. it. Why Yeah, honestly, not? that was one of the more batman things. Remember when it went up that wall and he spun and then went yeah, down the wall? That like, that was so dope. Batman. This is our other problem. Sorry, listeners. This is really long. But that was our other problem is he went into a fight with Bane with one trick up his sleeve and it was like flare pop guns or something. And that was it. And I'm like, Batman does not go into a, like, brawl fight without a thousand tricks up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. He's here to, like, to, like, pull out batterings and bat guns and 
bat water balloons. You know what I mean? Like, he's got stuff and tools. Tricks on tricks on tricks. Just assuming that he's going to go in and do, like, a hand-to-hand punch-him-in-the-face contest. That's not who Batman is. Yeah. Also, I barely like Batman, and I'm, like, defending this guy because of Chris (laughs) fucking Nolan. Batman's great. He's all right. family and learning to love your found family even when you have giant emotional problems. Is he? Yeah. If he was about family, he'd get rid of the Joker. But he doesn't. So. Agree to disagree. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Okay, should we like? Do yeah, our, let's should we do, do our, like show? our job. Should we do our show now? So Maybe that should be like a talk Patreon about gift. Supergirl episode seventeen, all about Eve. The, in my quotes, the betrayer of trust. Wow, oh, man. it's fine, Eve. Man, isn't she evil now? Why, she is why evil. Why is she betraying your trust? She, well, she be, no, evil. she betrayed Lena's trust and James's trust. We know she's evil. Yeah, well, it still hurt my feelings. Miss Tess Mocker! That was great. I just love Lex hollering her name. Yeah. She's like, you can call me Eve. Miss Tess Mocker! Does she have a weird crush on him? She's totally in love with him. Ugh. She, All of the test walkers have weird crushes on Lex Luthor. No, she is that girl who wants to marry the serial killer in jail. Blech. Yep. Uh, so we we get uh, Supergirl teaming up with Alex and Lena, which is very cool. We get a, an amazing moment of Supergirl going to Lena and saying, Hey, I was a big old fucking dum-dum and a jerk to you. Just no reservations. I'm sorry about that. And Lena's face is just like... That was so oh, great like thank you like uh, like r- felt like real <laughs> honest character development a moment in which carl was 100 percent not shitty yeah i have a question yes what drove her to that conversation did she need something from lena did she get embarrassed publicly for being a dick to lena nope no it, no it, actually, what no. put her in that room to say i'm sorry for being a dick okay so she at the beginning of the episode she goes she goes to alex and lena and Alex, or Alex says to Lena first, hey, we should work together with Supergirl on this. Oh. And um, Lena's like, you know, I can put my shit aside. We're talking about big problems here. And so they all meet and then they dis- they go to, um, they find Eve's lab and they find um, Eve had been working on Lena's stash of black kryptonite, the Harnell. And at first, Kara gets really upset and is like, you told my mom that you had destroyed all of it. And she's like, I did. I gave her what I had, and all of it was destroyed, but I figured out how to make my own. Surprise! So no lies. <laughs> yeah. And Love then, that, right? It's, that's not a lie. That's one sixteenth of a point. I did not yes, try to lie to you. It's skirting the, the yeah. truth. <laughs> oh, and then, so then Kara starts to get huffy about it, and is like, you know, this this shit is for real, this stuff is bad news, and... Kara and, does, or Supergirl does? Okay, super. it's Supergirl, Supergirl in this okay. scene. And Lena says, hey, or Alex says, hey... This mm-hmm. is what saved James's life. Yes. And so they point out, you know, if Lena hadn't been fucking with this, if Lena hadn't done this, James would be dead. Although, um, if Lena hadn't done this, then Luther wouldn't have mm, want Lex wouldn't have true. wanted to grab that, so he wouldn't have had Eve Tessmacher shoot uh James. James. So it it's kind of uh, circular, but regardless, it yeah. saved James's so, life. So uh, honestly, you could almost see like the wheels in Kara's head like stop and she goes, "Okay, She's, and she sort of explains how, because, like, L- L- she and Lena both start to get angry, and they're both ramping up. And Lena's like, I can't even talk to you about anything like this, because the minute I do, you just see red, and it's all, like, there's no talking to you anymore. She should have said you see green, and that would have been way better. Ugh. Because kryptonite, it's green. Do you get it? 
No, explain it to me more. Okay, so okay, traditionally, can we uh, focus? So, <laughs> I barely want to be a part of this at all. Uh, so, but then Kara stops herself and says, "You know, part of the reason why I get so upset is because I'm I'm just afraid all the time that if something like this exists, it's going to get into the hands of somebody like Lex, who now has superpowers. So, I'm not mad at you, but I wanted to let you know, you know, and I'm really sorry for being really shitty about this before. And she makes a really honest, heartfelt apology, and then Lena's like visibly taken aback yeah sure. she's like oh okay cool, cool. all right thank, thank you thank i, you I really that. appreciate you saying that all right so she apologized to lena because lena's work saved her friend james not uh, because lena's work no. is good for the universe and she shouldn't have been a dick in the first place no eh. it, it felt it felt encompassing to me it didn't feel like it had a uh okay. a clause on it yeah it james's life being saved is what i think got Kara to reevaluate it but it wasn't a thank you with this asterisk it was just a, hey, my full bad. Okay. So, yeah. I guess I wish it would have just been Kara going, maybe I shouldn't be a dick all the time to this person, just on her own. And I wish it wasn't driven once again by something affecting something in Kara's life, which sure. is how she makes all fucking decisions. This is apologies. also after Lex just broke out. Kara realized he had superpowers and then realized he had superpowers because of the Harindel. So, yeah, you know, I, I can but, see yeah. her being. No, I'm just saying, like, a lot of her changes of heart stem from someone directly connected to her being harmed, not her ability to empathize with others. Sure, but that's how a lot of people learn and grow. And mm-hmm. it, it sucks, and it'd be great if people could be better, but... You know what, never mind. Let's Interpersonal empathy it's is... Fine. Okay. We're, talking about, we're talking about two separate things. Let's, let's, let's... What's next? What's your next plot point? Oh, yeah, what's the notes? Um, so they, they track down Eve's cousin, Bitsy... And her name is Bitsy. Her name is her Bitsy. Her full name is. Do you actually know what her full name I don't. is? I know where that nickname comes from. Oh no, I used to have a neighbor. Her name was Bitsy. Mm-hmm. What was her full name? Bitsy Andrew. I honestly don't remember. What's yours? Elizabeth. Bitsy is another nickname huh. for Elizabeth. Interesting. Interesting. Which is the I best name that. in the world because it has like ten nicknames, including like Kitty. I guess if you want. Mm-mm. What? What does Kitty come from then? Catherine. Hmm. Okay. I'm a nickname scholar. That's a very niche... Doctor nicknames. Yeah. Look, I have a PhD. It's the only one I got. Um, anyway, uh, they, uh, Bitsy's being very cagey, and um, it, it eventually comes out that uh, Eve brought some of the Herondal serum to Bitsy to cure cancer that she had. Um, and she, so she you know, is feeling kind of obligated to protect Eve, but then they, they talk her around to, hey, you know, this is like end-of-the-world shit. Uh, Bitsy reveals the location of an old... Uh, laboratory of Eve's. Um, and old. I heard adult, and I was like, oh my god, is there another fucking, like, fortress of loneliness? <laughs> it actually is a, in a p- pineapple plantation. What? Because it's a dole. God oh, damn it! Get out! I want off the podcast. Uh, we So we, we get there. They, they rummage around. They find more crap. Uh, turns out that Eve was the one who pulled the trigger and shot James. Um, just so shitty. She shot him in the back. And then uh, used... She's in love with a serial killer. She does not make good decisions. <laughs> yeah, no. you know. Um, they they find black kryptonite at her vault. Uh, oh, and that's where the, the, the whole thing with mm-hmm. Lena and Supergirl comes up. Um, and then Metallo shows up. Uh, oh, yeah. We find out that, that Otis was actually dead dead. But they used the, the kryptonite heart that they put in Metallo. To bring him back from the dead. As guess, you do. Okay, as okay, you do. Okay. And then some other dude who they had, I guess, 
Otis had been the fifth try. The fourth, the first four didn't quite work out, but one of them like jumps through a wall and only has like half a body and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. She's got a weird lab. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then on the B side of this, uh, Jean summons like a a a memory of his father, basically, and his dad's super mean to him about Jean like breaking his. Hey, I'm just going to be peaceful from now on. And just kind of, like, needles him for a while until Jean snaps and is like, dude, look, fucking stop. This is who I am. And his dad memory is like, cool. That's honestly, that's all I wanted. You're the Martian Manhunter. Go do your thing. You don't have to exactly model yourself after me. Which is nice. It was very much, it, it really felt like a conversation with your dad where he shows up and he's like, yeah, so you didn't do what I said, so I'm going to take this thing back from you. And John's like, no, I need that thing. And they, like, have, like, a fight where dad is being super mean and just giving him shit. And it isn't until Jean gets really upset and is like, I don't have to be you. And his dad's like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want you to be. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice. And it was nice to see that actor back on there. I, I really He's like great. the three of them together. I was wondering you were going to say it was secretly um, Black Manta or whatever his name is. Manchester Black. Manchester oh. Black. As I, the dad yeah, that being would be, a dick. I honestly thought that too for about for most of the scene. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm like, oh, shit. He's. He's in. He's in Jean's head, trying to fuck. Because I don't particularly remember Jean's dad being mean. So like that's why immediately I was like, oh, it's Manchester Black. And then um, over on the seaside, we have a dumb, dumb, pretty hair uh, whose name I forget. Um, what Agent Liberty? Uh, what? Oh, Ben Lockwood. Thank you. Wow. Dumb, dumb, pretty I don't hair. Know. He has very nice hair. I'm gonna look it's up true. Agent Lockwood. Agent Liberty <laughs> or Ben Ben Lockwood. That actor was on. Battlestar Galactica? Ooh, I don't know. <gasps> Maybe? Um, anyway, so he he's oh, working as... Oh, fuck! He was on um, the US version of Being Human or whatever, the one with the ghost oh, and the werewolf and yes. the vampire, and he was a vampire. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm sad. He a hottie. He, he is a hottie. very vampire-y. But he a racist. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, more of a speciesist, I guess. Xenophobic? Yeah. In, in the true fashion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, he's working his way through uh, Congress trying to get people to back pa- uh, repealing the Alien Amnesty Act. Um, it seems like it's actually going to fail. And then it, there's an 11th hour it passes thing, which I assume is Lex behind the scene pulling some Yeah, because we get that, that one shot of Kara looking at the, the TV news. And the person who was supposed to be the secretary, like, has a flash. And it was oh, Eve that's the, right. whole, it was yeah. the whole time. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so she's like... LMD, not LMD. Uh, I wish that'd be cool. Uh, but she's she's like, image oh, like inducer. Yeah, image there inducer. we go. Uh, and like pressuring people on Lex's behalf. Um, so then there's a press conference where they're like, "Hey, we're repealing the Alien Amnesty Act. Go fuck yourself." And then uh, Red Daughter Kara shows up dressed as Supergirl and just like wrecks the place and you know, like, and kills a bunch yeah of kills people. a bunch of dudes like eye lasers the White House and shit and so the president's like well this sucks time to declare martial law so that's not great no that scene was fucked up because she just comes in through the ceiling of the Oval Office and just starts eye lasering everybody and the president's like hide behind the desk and James is there and he has to duck behind the couch and just like oh yeah and shit he gets like blowing up PTSD for, uh, from gunshotty stuff mm-hmm. um yeah it was pretty I don't know it was pretty cool yeah. it's always fun to see uh the the Kryptonians unleashed basically and like wrecking shit mm-hmm. so yeah so Kara gets sidelined and then she goes and talks to 
Alex and Lena again and is like, guys, guys, I didn't do this. And they're like, duh. Yeah, they're both like, yeah, no shit, stupid. We, we know. <laughs> and then actually even uh, uh, Colonel Haley, the Alex's boss, is like, yeah, no, that, that obviously wasn't Supergirl. I don't know what's going on, but this is weird and I don't trust anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. So... So now we have to figure out how to protect Supergirl and clear her good name, because right now the president has declared her public enemy number one. So it's it's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it was another another pretty solid episode. Dan have Lex. Bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's apparently only DC only allowed him to be in three episodes this year, which is so weird. Like so f- arbitrary. Yeah, and go fuck yourself, DC. Like you're not doing anything with him with your stupid ass Jesse Eisenberg version anyway. So, <laughs> blat. But whatever. So Jesse Eisenberg is in the film The Village. Really? That's weird. Monica here with your random trivia fact. Yeah, it's not even a nickname. Why would you know that? You're not a doctor. <laughs> I, I just watched The Village. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't I've never actually seen that. It's pretty good. Um the turn's pretty nice and also it's like a really good romance. It's like his romantic story. It's the weird, like, horror one, isn't yep. it? Oh, okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's fine. Okay. He's a nut. Yeah. That M. Yeah. Night. That M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I don't that know. That was Supergirl. That was Supergirl. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Curious to see where it goes. Um, I'm, I'm mostly over, <laughs> bless you, uh, the Alex not having her memory yeah, it's done. Thing. Like, with Haley on board for supporting Supergirl now, I I think they need to get done with this. Like, it, it was an interesting storyline. I'm not mad that they did it, but it, it is worn out its welcome. So, get out of here. Yeah, I'm done. Let's do it. Reverse the thing. All right. And what's next? Next is just the best show on television. Doom Patrol! No, sorry. Bad news for you, buddy. It is Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, that's fine. Legends is great, but man, I don't think it's going to win Beatrice's favorite this week. You know, that's uh-uh. that's super fair. And honestly, I won't even try to argue that. I get 100% see where you're coming from. Fuck but- you, it's Doom Patrol. I see where you're going. You're a dick. What? No, it's Legends for me. Oh, I, I- thought you were going to be like, it's Umbrella Academy. Oh, no. no <laughs> Just get to out be of here. funny. <laughs> no, no, dude. Like, okay, so Legends. Uh, episode 9, Lucha de Apuestas. Oh, that's why it's your favorite. Yeah. It's fair motherfucking luchador, luchador wrestling that's pretty great how john Pingle didn't call in for this episode i know Ugh. i'm surprised Ugh. he's gonna be mad Ugh. it was everything i wanted so uh we open up uh mona's framed for uh konane's escape um ava orders gary to fire her she gets fired while she's still in her office uh hospital bed because gary is the worst mm-hmm. um Speaking but then, of, like things I'm tired of, I'm pretty tired of just Gary being a dumb dumb all the time. Yeah, it was fine when we saw Gary every once every three episodes. With mm-hmm. him being in everything, I need him to get his shit together more. Yeah, it, either it's not enjoyable for yeah, me. Yeah, either be competent or just kill him already. Yeah. Um, but he goes to Mindwiper. She like blows up his brain instead with the Mindwipe stick and flashes it like eight times. Um. And then he just kind of wanders off, doesn't know who he is, what he's doing, whatever. Um, this is a perfect way to get rid of Gary. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Mona finds Konane, uh, sends him through a, a uh, time portal to somewhere she doesn't know where, mm-hmm. stamps out the time watch right before the legends capture her. And um, we then get the B-side going with uh, Nate and Zari looking into 
the footage um, incriminating Mona potentially being doctored. Mm-hmm. Turns out it had been by Nate's dad. That sucks because well, he's a really, piece of crap. Yeah, not really a surprise. That yeah, dude's, yeah. That dude's garbage. Uh, and then they, they're able to um, go to a, a, a fundraising party that Nate's parents are throwing so they can uh, snatch Nate's dad's phone, pull the original video off of it, and uh, eventually Nate confronts him about it and then makes his dad think that, oh, hey, no, you know, this is fine. Do your weird, like, psyop thing. It just, I want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. So we've got we've got ourselves a mole now, which is neato. Um, neato burrito. <laughs> yes. Did you hit your head? <laughs> but meanwhile, Possibly? do you smell toast? The rest of the legends are back in uh, 1961 Mexico City, where they find Konane working as a luchador named El Lobo. He is taking the wrestling world by storm, kicking butts, taking names, and never loses because uh, you know he's like a demigod of oomph. Um, he doesn't know how to do choreography. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just, he doesn't let anyone else have fun in the limelight. Um, but it's screwing up the timeline. <clears throat> so the legends concoct a plan to stage a comeback story for another wrestler named El Cura, uh, who was supposed to be the most famous wrestler of all time, would go on to make lots of movies, blah, blah, blah. But it goes terribly wrong because the Time Bureau also shows up during the title match fight, and then there's like a big wrestling brawl, and... um yeah, it, it becomes a big old problem between Sarah and Ava because Sarah wants to start protecting these people, uh, the, these magical deities, and doesn't want the Time Bureau torturing them and using them for nefarious purposes. Ava's like, hey, you know, I'm just here to protect the timeline. Uh, let's break up. And it's stupid. Um, mm-hmm. Is it stupid? Continue with your bullet points. I have thoughts for later. Okay. Uh, um, so we, we get a <laughs> Konani ready to go back in time. He and Mona share a nice moment. Uh, Mick gives her some very solid life advice out of his book that she loves that she doesn't know he's writing, which is, man, it's so great. Um, And so Mona ends up telling Konane, hey, you know, you need to go back to your original timeline. I can't go with you, though. He's getting ready to leave. Boom! Shot in the back by, by time agents. Unfortunately, Mona then hulks out because uh apparently him scratching her had like werewolfed her up also mm-hmm. and she tears them limb from limb and uh now you know maybe is very stabby man that bummed me right out because like if she's gonna be that kind of monster too then they should just go be together but now he's dead yeah so womp womp that's what i said um and that was that was pretty much the episode i loved everything constantine in this episode Oh man, yeah, he was just here to watch like a uh, bar fight basically. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And I really love I keep I told Monica a couple years ago about how the rule is that you can pull out a cigarette but you can't light it. And so now if every, you're a good guy. Yeah, only bad guys get to smoke on network TV. Mm-hmm. So then so like Sarah just like smacking the cigarette out of his face. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, they find some pretty inventive ways to get well, around so that. We see one where it's lit. And there's smoke near his face, but we did not see him inhale or exhale. Yeah. Yes. It's very, like, the standards and practices get very Creative. minute. Yeah. Also, uh, Matt Ryan is stumping heavily to show up on Swamp Thing, which I'd be super down for. Yes, that would be awesome. So, and we've already established that there are, <laughs> with him voicing Constantine on the, um... The animated one? Yeah, the animated one. And then his show 
isn't directly tied into the rest of the CW ones. So, like, mm-hmm. we have three separate Constantines already done by him. Just toss a fourth in. Who cares? Why Audience not? is fine with it. Why not? So, I would love that. Uh, you know, who, who knows if it'll happen. But Constantine and Swamp Things are BFF, so it would make sense. So, Monica, thoughts on this episode? Okay. Do you want my loud and angry and also joyful thoughts or do you want like small thoughts that i have throughout the episode that don't have anything to do with that person i'm gonna do small thoughts first and then angry thoughts i loved the nate and zara fake dating trope because zari sorry zari definitely has herself a crush Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's adorable and that was really cute his mom is a fucking trial. Yeah. Don't, don't I'm so touch glad other people's hips. You so. brought your new girlfriend. She's got great birthing hips. It's not too soon to think about babies. I'd be oh like, Mom, we're never seeing each other again. No, don't touch me. Strange person I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> Did not like that. My other problem was in the middle of this big match in Mexico, the idea that the Mexican attendees would listen to a bunch of gringos on a microphone telling them to all leave was very hard for me to believe in the moment, but that's fine. So I really liked that then instead we had a brawl. Yeah. That was um, great. Yeah, it seems right. I have a question. Is it this season or last season where there's something going on where like, oh my God, I forgot her name. Captain Lance. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. Sarah is being manipulated into hating magical creatures no matter what was there something that happened someone hit her with something and she just will forever hate them am i mixing it up with last season well she was she was controlled by malice last season and then in the mid-season finale most of the timelines ended up with her very aggressively hating okay them well that sucks i kind of hate that but like it's fine maybe she'll get better as the season goes on well, but like I think we we well, we fixed that though because she started the season being very much yeah these people are bad we should send them all to hell but then when they met the new version of I'm gonna it's been too long I've forgotten everybody's name yeah well when they met Charlie yeah when they met Charlie um and having Charlie be around I think fixed that for Sarah which is why she's so opposed now to the torture I mean she's opposed to torturing your own prisoners which like that's basic human decency mm-hmm. but she was pretty gung-ho to just go get this quote-unquote monster yeah without thinking at all about like why like raise the only person on the boat who's like we should probably ask some questions it's been four years so i'm just i was trying to remember if there was a moment where she was like put a spell or something no i think there she's just in her normal legends captain mode of hey we we fucked up the timeline we need to go fix it and oh episode she was in my girlfriend's pissed and i need to fix this Mm -hmm. mode which is i guess fine except Mm -hmm. when your own belief system gets swallowed by the fact that you have a person (laughs) and their belief system becomes your belief system even though you don't agree with it technically i mean ava was not wrong though that very recently they were sending all these creatures to literal hell they learned and now they're like we probably shouldn't be torturing our own prisoners like Mm -hmm. Like that's character growth. Yeah, like yeah, that and because I, I do think that probably I think a little bit of that factors in that when Ava comes to Sarah and says, "Hey, we got a problem," you know, Mona did this thing, and I need you to go do this, and Sarah's just like, "Yeah, okay," because she's just taking it at face value. But I, I like I was also frustrated. I felt like it took too long for Sarah to really listen to Mona. 
Well, my other problem was Mona says there's a conspiracy in the time bureau to torture these prisoners. And Sarah's first reaction was if there was a conspiracy, Ava would know about it and put a stop to it. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, would she? Because she's pretty like blinders on focused Mm -hmm. forward. And the government's pretty good at quiet conspiracies. And why not assume Ava wouldn't know about it? And therefore, we should help uncover it to help Ava get her time bureau back. But the assumption Mm -hmm. is there can't possibly be one because Ava is perfect when she has proven since she got on this fucking show that she's the worst. But also, why, why assume that the random bagel delivery lady who got upgraded to food handler for monsters is telling the truth when you have video evidence of her letting out her romantic interest. Well, I don't think anybody knows that they're romantically interested in each other. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, it's... I I don't know. But, again, it it cycles back to it's been four seasons, and, like, we're still not asking questions. Like, every single episode is about them making an assumption, that assumption biting them in the ass, and them fixing it. I guess. I get get that. I get... Mm. I, I I was frustrated with how long it took her to get there, but I think I think probably she just really wants to believe in Ava. I think I think we've seen that from Sarah my, like pretty pretty r- routinely that she just really wants to believe in Ava. Believing that there's a conspiracy theory to torture and harness magical creatures as weapons by the government mm-hmm. is not a blow against Ava. It's not Ava shitty at her job. It's just mm-hmm. there's a secret cabal of evil people in the U.S. government who like to torture and make weapons. Like, I don't understand why the assumption is that it means, like, Ava's bad at something. Like, I don't know. That bugs me a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if somebody who I had no knowledge was super trustful and had pretty strong evidence that they were, in fact, untrustful came to me and said, there's this secret conspiracy, you just have to take it on faith... Eh. I guess I just want them to ask more questions. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I think you're you're maybe heavily biased by the fact you don't like Ava. I fucking hate her, and, and she's so, the fucking worst. I, I don't know. I, so I it it didn't bother so, me. So yeah, know. I'd say I I got frustrated. I think about maybe halfway through the episode where I was like, oh my god, Sarah, just just maybe she's right. Like maybe we look into it. But but then she did at least send Zari. Like before she went out to do her thing, she's like, "Okay, Zari, go look into this." Mm-hmm. And that, and then her working together with Nate was able to uncover like actual evidence and get that turned around. And then I was was trying to be as open minded as I could be with Ava, even though she would not listen to Sarah at all. Like they're having their like sexy tango fight, and and I'm like. Sarah is doing as much as she can here to listen to you and respect you and follow your lead, like literally as we're dancing. Um, but the fact that a- Ava wouldn't listen to her at all and just completely shut her down, mm. like really frustrated me. And then, of course, we get to the, the final confrontation between the well, two Well, hang of them. on. I'd like to just point out that Ava has never once listened to Sarah the entire time they've been together. It's all Ava's experience and Ava's knowledge and this has never happened in Ava's life so it can't possibly be right. I'm hearkening back to the camping episode. So, like, I'm glad, finally, I'm not the only one in the room who's like, Ava doesn't fucking listen. Ava is the worst partner. I don't think any show of us argued with you in the camping episode about it. I'm just saying, okay, that's okay. Go ahead. Um, oh, yeah. And so then when Sarah shows up and is trying to mend fences, like she brings her cookies and is trying to. But and then I was I was trying to listen to both sides right up into the point where Ava goes, I don't care if there's if they're secretly torturing 
people mm-hmm. because yeah, that's, they're not that's a people. Big old problem. And then I'm like, well, you just lost that fight. Yeah. And so I, I was not sad when they broke up. Yeah, no, and it yeah, it makes sense that they broke up. That's terrible. Yeah. And and it, it tells me that maybe they don't actually know that much about each other. I think maybe I think maybe Sarah. Like I, I know, like I think Jessica said this once, and it, it really struck home with me that you can you can date as much as you want, but you're not going to find the quote unquote right person until it's the right time for you. Oh yeah. So maybe it's that Sarah got to a point in her life where she's like, I think I'm ready to have like a committed relationship, and so then she just happened to be with Ava at that point. So she's like, this is cool. This works. This is great. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good at this. And so it, it, maybe it wasn't until right in that moment where she's like, oh shit, I don't know this person at all. Mm-hmm. Which is why you need to have arguments with people that you're dating too, because that's oftentimes where a lot of truth comes out, mm-hmm. what, you know, whether you like it or not. It was really frustrating when Sarah showed up with cookies, which she didn't know anybody in apology, but that's fine. And then she said, I don't want to fight anymore. I want to get past this. And I literally was like, um, we should probably have this conversation. Yeah, if your values are that disparate, like, you need to talk You have to that. have that conversation. So, anyway, this episode, like the one with Nora, was great for me, because we got the f- rid of fucking Ava. Like, fine, be head of the time bureau, but, like, her dating Sarah was the worst, and I'm so happy it's over now, mm-hmm. um, because she sucks and she's a terrible partner. She's not a very good, she, she has, I think she's proven herself to be not a very good girlfriend. No. Which is a bummer. Yeah. And they well, look exactly the same, and it weirds me mm-hmm. out. Well, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I hate it. That, that <laughs> in fact, makes it better. Is it like a twin thing? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I hated everything that Ava said, as per usual. But I finally actually felt like I wasn't crazy, and the episode vindicated my dislike of Ava. What? I feel like I've just been yelling into the void for a season about how she's terrible, and it's just been me alone in a room. And finally, the season was like, oh, BT-dubs, you were right this whole time. Well, I, just, I think you were probably at like an 11 about your dislike of Ava, whereas <laughs> I, I was what? maintaining like a four, where I was just like, eh, she's not great. I just don't understand how you're just floating at a four this whole time. She's been exactly the same. Like, what was different uh, about no, this episode? That, just that's, that she was like, well, the fact it's that cool she, to torture people? Yeah, like, that's mm-hmm. a big difference She's between never listened. being frustrating she doesn't, and condoning torture. Okay, yeah. that's fine. It's fine. That's, that's a huge right. difference. You guys are wrong, and that's all that needs to come out of this episode. <laughs> okay. I was pretty much fine with her until this. Yeah. I don't even care. Well, great. of course, this this means that now they can they can bring back Nyssa. Put, put Which my would OTP be back together. super dope. Like, honestly, even if they didn't date, I would love to have Nessa just on yeah. the team There's for a no season. There's no reason for her not to be on this show. Right? Like, she showed up in that fucking episode of Arrow. Yeah, yeah, where for, she trained. Like, so, 30 seconds. So, yeah. But, like, she's available as an mm-hmm. actress and as that character, and they were really good together. Mm-hmm. Why not have her come back and have Sarah kind of have a crisis of faith of whether or not she's been a good captain and, like... You know, and maybe it helps solidify her desire to stay on the ship and be a captain and not backslide into assassinhood because yeah. her girlfriend's the worst. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could get a really interesting story out of that. Right. Because... And this stays for three episodes and then leaves. Yeah. I'd be down. Or just like Or stays forever and they get married. Or just or just hangs out on the show for a season and is just quietly in love with her. I'm like here for <laughs> that too. Oh man, Katrina Law is so hot. She she filmed that episode of Arrow after like her after having a baby, like her baby is four months old. And she looks amazing. It's unacceptable. Nice. Anyway, yes. I was right about Nora. I was right about Ava. 
Nora's great. And I just feel yeah, great wait, about what? It. I like Nora. Nora's a piece of shit. No, and Nora's she great. She got what was coming to her. She's whiny and lame and never listens. Wait, what happened to Nora? Did she die? She got in trouble for keeping secrets and never listening. Oh, she went to. They put her in With jail. With Thon. They found out about Thon. Oh, man. Okay, you oh, need, there are too many too Noras. Too many Noras. I was thinking. Nora Dark. Yeah. We're talking oh, about this because show. we're talking about legends, yo. And I'm like, Nora's great. Yeah. I love Nora. I love Nora Dark. I was so confused. <laughs> That's fair, and I apologize. Nora Dark. <laughs> Nora Dark is great. She just spent time with the wrong fucking dude for too long. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Nora from The Flash got what was coming to her, and I was right the entire fucking time. That's what I was saying. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. You, you, you guys, were the when brightest. I'm at 11, I'm not just crazy. <laughs> I'm also right. You're just very intense. Because I'm fucking right and nobody's <laughs> listening. Eventually, Thank you for I'm listening. I'm going to be right about Supergirl too and all y'all are going to owe me a fucking apology. I never no. said you were wrong about Supergirl. Supergirl oh, is very boo. annoying. So yeah. you will f- eventually owe me. Car is the worst part of that show. Yeah, Car is the worst part Whatever. of that show. I still am Cara enjoying Car or Supergirl? They're the same? They're the same person. She's annoying in different ways That's between true. the two. That's true. Yes. Um, I would, yeah, that Kara slash Supergirl is definitely the least fun part of that show. But like, I love Lena so much. Yeah, and I'm That's having right. a great I time with Lena. the show. So I, miss I don't even care. You can try to be smug about it. I'm going to be too busy having fun. I mean, it's fine. With we have discussed many a time our differences Lex. in requirements in media and entertainment. Yeah. I need Lex to uh, flounce around, set to classical music, and I'm happy. Oh my God, right? So good. All right. Can we fucking talk about something awesome like Doom Patrol? Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about Umbrella Academy, episode eight. I heard a rumor. I hate you. <laughs> that was the rumor. And um, it's, it's not a rumor. It's a fact. Yeah. So we uh, we, we get a pretty Allison heavy episode. Mm-hmm. She She's trying to track down what happened to Vanya. Um, she talks her way into shadowing a police officer who is investigating the attack against the the three mooks from last time. Um, she gets to the hospital j- a, li- a bit later in the day after uh, Leonard and Vanya already left. Uh, Leonard's missing his eyeball. They go back to his cabin. He helps walk her through her power set, and she's able to manifest it and mostly control it mm-hmm. on her own. We find out it's a very sound-based something. and uh, Well, her control is sound-based, but her powers aren't sound-based. It was something like she can she can hear a sound and amplify it. Yeah, and used to like manipulate energy somehow. I, honestly, I don't know. He, he was talking about. Yeah, it was weird. weird. I, I kept fixating on his eye patch, and it was like, man, he's not pulling it off. Yeah, you you look weird, bro. Nick Fury, he is not. Yeah. Um. So boop boop boop. Allison briefly talks to the uh, the third assailant, the one that didn't get killed. Um, finds out that Leonard actually paid the three of them off to do this but they got a bit too drunk and a bit too face punchy and that's what triggered vanya into exploding them um and then she trains some more leonard like disappears to somewhere which i don't know what that's about he went to find the guy who didn't die and killed him oh yeah that makes sense okay yeah Yeah, so he he's off in stabby land um and while he's gone allison tracks vanya back down to the cabin and confesses because also we find out that uh the dad reginald excuse me um actually knew about vanya's power was it became too powerful so he like stuck her in a room by herself Mm -hmm. um until he could medicate her and then use allison's i heard a rumor to 
make Vanya think she did not have any powers. Um, oh man, talk again about what? being frustrated with people because I'm like, I'm like watching Vanya's face going, oh my God, Vanya, don't be a shitty person about this. Don't be shitty. They were both four. Yeah. Like, I can definitely understand being upset, but be upset at your Fucking adopted dad. dad, not not your four-year-old sister who was manipulated into doing this she, thing. She didn't understand anything. So, womp womp. Uh, Vanya lashes out, cuts Allison's throat. Leonard comes back and is all, hey, let's cruise out, baby. And they leave Allison <laughs> bleeding out. So, womp womp. On the flip oh. side, uh, we, we have the, the boys club kind of tromping around trying to get the band back together to save the world. Klaus is actually the one leading this because he, he reveals that, hey, you know, I'm, I've been sober for 24 hours, so my powers have kicked back in a bit. I talked to dad. He said this whole thing. Uh, and then Five and Luther are like, the fuck? Ugh. Luther stomps out. Five hangs out with Klaus. They go grab Diego. They go talk Luther into it by saying Allison's in trouble because... Well, no, they waste five minutes talking about other stuff. And oh, then yeah. And Diego goes, <laughs> BT dubs Allison's in danger, and he's like, way to bury the fucking lead, dumb dumb. Yeah. So they, they all cruise out trying to trying to find Allison uh, so they can you know do their do their whole thing. And uh, then Chacha blows up the donut shop after finding out where Hazel and uh, Agnes are going. Mm-hmm. And man, I don't know what those two are up to now. Like, it's weird. Chacha and Hazel, specifically. Well, I think Chacha's just pissed. She's going to kill them both. Yeah, but, like, he didn't kill her, and they both got weird conflicting stuff, and, like, she just needs to be cool, man. She will not. Yeah, she will I'd, call no, up. Yeah. No, she's she's pretty riled, but it'll, it'll be fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Man, I was I was not ready for Allison to die. And so that that's that last we don't, scene. We don't know that she's dead. She's just... Technically, when Luther picked her up, her eyes were still moving. Her eyes were still moving. Yeah. Do any of them have healing powers? Nope. Well, one of us can travel back in time. That's very true. And Dad has this dope serum that, uh, you know, fixed Luther. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, shit, Maybe we get Super Harry Allison. Oh, my God. Just, like, Amazonian eight-foot-tall Allison. I'm here for it. With shoulders of a god. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly what Luther could never ask for. Oh, I'm so pleased with. Oh man, that would be hairy sex. <laughs> like just two Brillo pads going at it. <laughs> what? What? I don't know. Just how like hair two works. bears. They're two bears. Okay, that down. that's a better analogy, I suppose. <laughs> um, but but like they they pull back, and you get to see that not only are all the boys in the uh, that all the boys are there, including Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All her brothers are there. I thought it was interesting that um, no matter how high Klaus is, Ben is always there. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because well, he mentioned how he couldn't conjure someone when he was high, but Ben is always, always there. there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe Ben had just been around long enough that it's like a permanent imprinting, so he doesn't have to... Oh, he like, just auto. It's like breathing. Yeah. Mm. He conjures mm-hmm. Ben all the time. Because they're BFFs. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to also tell the rest of the family about Ben, and that Ben's just been hanging out there for years. It's weird that he hasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Maybe he's embarrassed by it or something. Mm. I don't know. I don't think Klaus embarrasses easily. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm enjoying sober Klaus. Actually, yeah, he's yeah. So fucking he, weird as he gets shit. It done, but he's like less like. Oh my god, I'll kill you. Annoying. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. All right, and over to uh, other things I dig. Let's talk about Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, which is episode eight, Danny Patrol. Danny, oh my god, Danny. We are introduced Danny to Street. Danny the Street. 
who is a teleporting uh sentient genderqueer street yeah as one does who just goes around rescuing people yeah and make sure they're happy and well taken care of and can be exactly who they are at any moment okay we start love danny the street right we start this this episode's cold open we just see this guy like dressed like a hunter like walking through these tall weeds and i'm like who is this hella butch dude with really amazing cheekbones? And why is he walking like a drag queen? Mm-hmm. And then later on, I found out. That's how funny. <laughs> she watches a lot of RuPaul's drag. Yeah, queen. apparently. That's where mm-hmm. her PhD comes from. <laughs> yes. I have a PhD in drag walking. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so uh, it turns out that Danny the Street is being hunted by an organization of, nor- was it the Bureau of Normacy? Normalcy. Normalcy, yeah. Uh, who's Which is just- a word invented by FDR. Really? Mm-hmm interesting i did not know that yes i think he was he was supposed to he was giving a speech and he was supposed to say normality normality or something like that and instead he said normalcy and he's just like well it's a word now fucking deal with it no that that seems very fdr that feels <laughs> yeah. a lot like fdr yeah I, he's I like can, who's I gonna fight me it. on this yeah nobody <laughs> um so th- th- this organization uh the bond as it w- as you will no yeah uh bond is trying to trap track down Danny the Street because Danny the Street is in no way normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're just a bunch of killjoys. Uh, and I honestly, I don't even know what their plan is when they find the street. Maybe, I guess... Nuke it. I guess that or, like, take everybody out of it because Danny seems to have a kind of symbiotic relationship with the people mm-hmm. inhabiting his his neighborhood, Except Danny the Street had to exist before he had a person, so maybe, like, taking all his people, yes, would damage him, but maybe he would go down to, like, Danny the Danny pathway. The, yeah, the, uh... Not to, be, not to be too pedantic, but I believe we should be using the pronoun there. Sorry. Danny the pathway, and then he, they would pick up another person and grow Slowly out to rebuild be their power again. Danny the Street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we definitely got to see the difference between Danny the Street flourishing... And then Danny the street when everyone is afraid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, on the flip side, we have uh, Cliff and Rita trying to find Jane, who it turns out has deep dive buried herself in the persona of Karen. Karen is the fucking who worst. is a trial. Um, and her power makes people love her. And we find out that Karen has been, every time she bubbles to the surface, she goes back to the same dude. Or uh, Doug. Yeah, Doug. Makes him fall in love with her what all over Hammerhead again. What did Hammerhead call him? Oh my god, it was amazing. Oh god, a lot of milk things. Milk toast, like I can't something, but milk toast is a great insult. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Karen decides she wants to marry Doug. Uh, she proposes to him. His family freaks out until Karen mind goops them as well. Rita tries to talk her out of it. Karen mind goops Rita too, and eventually Cliff is just like, "The fuck are all of you doing?" Which is nice because I I think. It maybe doesn't work. I assume it doesn't work I on him. I think it doesn't work on Cliff. There's something about eyeballs and retinas. Yeah. And his cameras are like, Because she tries to mind like, nah. him and he's like, nah, I'm only down and this is only happening if Jane's cool with it. Mm-hmm. So let me fucking talk to Jane. Yeah. He's like, you have really psychotic eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I do like... Oh, is that it? Sorry. Uh, well, and then pretty much um, he's able to get through enough that Jane snaps Karen out of it. But then goes kind of catatonic and retreats fully into her underground. Yeah, I was really curious about that. Like, are we going to get to see, like, a council of Janes? Like, Man, inside I her own so. head? Just, like, fighting out who's going to be top dog? 
Because Council of Wells was one of the best things on the Flash, so I need a Council of Janes. Council of Janes! With at least one wizard. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Alright. I found it interesting that none of Jane's personalities liked Karen, and Hammerhead, like, fought his way out and was like, hey, BT-dubs, if you follow along with her bullshit, she gets harder and harder to take down. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if that's all of them. Like, if you... like go along with whichever personality is up do they all stay stronger or is it just how karen's powers work because they're so based on like a love spell Mm -hmm. that that was my impression was that the longer karen stays out the more people she brings under her spell right and the power more powerful she is yeah also karen is the fucking worst yeah yeah, she's uh, I she, loved, she's a lot. Yeah, I loved Hammerhead like taking the beer out of the fridge and like yelling about how she doesn't want to fuck Doug. And if, if that's if that that milk toast bastard gets anywhere near my bush, if I get fucked, fuck you're gonna get fucked too. Yeah, she's like yelling at Rita. I will blame you and I will come for you. And Rita's <laughs> like, how am I? Yeah, what? poor Rita, dude. She's like, what? Oh, I don't want to so, be here. I just I really love all of the different costuming and makeup choices for all of Jane's different personalities Mm -hmm. like karen is like they said earlier a 90s romance heroine to the point where she has she has bleach blonde hair light eyebrows she's very tan and she's wearing that like heart-shaped locket necklace oh my god it's so fucking 90s on the sweetheart necklace or Mm -hmm. sweetheart neckline yes with the floof um and i like when hammerhead's out the chest tattoo is there but when Mm -hmm. karen's out there's no chest tattoo yeah yeah it's pretty cool oh and we do also find out that uh larry had an encounter with Bond. Um, well, Larry used to work for the Department of Normalcy. Sort of. Did he, sort I, of. I thought he worked for the Air Force. He and... worked for the Air Force. The Department of Normalcy came for him, locked him in that room, did a bunch of tests. That's that's not really well, working no, like, for them. Okay, <laughs> I am making a deductive jump because a couple episodes ago, we found out that Larry and his little buddy did a lot of shit they didn't like doing, and they have some PTSD from that. So I am assuming mm. that he had to go out on missions for the Department of Normalcy, and that's where his I didn't like doing that shit comes from. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that um, Niles rescued him from the department. Yeah, he's working for them in a non-consensual manner. Right. Okay, I could see that, yeah. That was my jump. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like he signed up. He got kidnapped. No, yeah. he got kidnapped and tortured and killed a bunch of people against his will. Yeah. Ugh. And we see his, uh, and which also makes why he's so out of the gate when we meet him strongly disliked his energy persona make a lot more sense if mm-hmm. they were using him basically as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every time he woke up, there's dead people everywhere and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see that being traumatizing oh yeah so i was thinking a lot about um bruce and the and the hulk and how they have to find a way to coexist when Mm -hmm. they can't communicate with each other either um and but then like how caitlin and killer frost were able to find a way to communicate which is which is great Mm -hmm. so i hope that larry and his um i don't know we have a name for him yet energy bro yep yeah eb good old eb energy bro yep if they can figure out a way to talk to each other. Yeah, I hope so, because well, they, they've got some shit to work out. I think they're working toward it. Mm-hmm. I think last episode when they had that dream fight was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming, based on, you know, I've watched TV before, that is how they're continuing to work through their issues together, is in that dreamscape state. Mm-hmm. We just haven't seen it again. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the best scene on any show this week? 
which was, it was on Bomer's? any show this fucking year, <laughs> maybe? <laughs> Matt Bomer singing like an angel. Yeah. Uh, but that got me. I was so crying. good. It was so beautiful and it was so full of happiness. And I was just like so happy for all these people and I was like crying all over myself. And then when it turned out that it didn't happen, yeah. then I was even more upset. Yeah. Um when he went up as Mummy Larry and then um Morley like swung around him and the camera came around the front of Morley and we saw not Mummy Larry, like I gasped and it was like, Oh Larry. I really like though also that by the end of it, he was doing karaoke. Yes, and then Danny just poured it out, and he's just like, "Oh man!" Yeah. <laughs> I loved Danny the Street too. They had such a great personality, mm-hmm. and you could feel it right away. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to be helpful and wanted to protect people. And even when they started talking about Mister Nobody, Danny got scared and was kind of like, mm, "I don't know, I'm out. I got a lot of people to take care of." Mm-hmm. But they pushed a little and asked for help, and Danny started giving them tiny clues that maybe he could get away with and Mr. Nobody would notice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I, I totally feel where Danny's coming from, that you're... you're He's that, taking care of, like, 70 people. He yeah. can't take on this, like, guy. No. Mm-mm. That guy's too, too big. Just personification of evil. evil. Um, but, yes. And, man, I loved I loved Morley, obviously. Morley she was great. Up. She was great. Oh, my God. That scene at the end where she just kicks that dude's oh, ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was God. so proud. That was beautiful. And I like that the townsfolk were there, but Morley is, like, the physical manifestation of Danny. That they have made a pact together. A lot of it strumming from Morley's guilt of she used to work for the department. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Morley is a protector as well. She mm-hmm. wanted to be... Uh, she's a fighter. She joined up. She wanted to do all these things. So I like that Morley's the one that go against this guy who's his ex-partner, her ex-partner. And she also speaks kind of for Danny and it does the things that Danny maybe can't do. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that they're like symbiotic. I was wondering, I was thinking, cause I, I just kept rewatching that scene a bunch and, um, I wondered how long it, how long they discussed fonts for Danny before this episode. <gasps> oh, Danny's I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Danny's font was great. Mm-hmm. Excellent choice. Also, like, I need to talk for 17 hours about the fact that, and I know it's a lot because they stream their shit and they don't have standards and practices, but how is this show about a bunch of fuck-ups from DC, which is like grim, dark, whatever, um, one of the most forward-thinking and, like, pro-everyone show mm-hmm. on television right now. Like, Legends hits moments. They have, you know, gay couples and queer characters, and they don't all die, and that's great. But, like, this show is just, like, oh, leaning yeah, it's the next fuck level. in. Like, this yeah. episode is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen on television. I mean, it wasn't on television, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, like, how is fucking Doom Patrol on DC Universe this show? I feel like DC in general <gasps> does really well with television related stuff yeah. and just mm-hmm. their movies have been lagging behind. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I've been thinking about this since we watched that episode, but I never would have guessed that oh, DC would lead yeah. the charge on queer friendly television. That's not, you know, like dramatic and family based and crying a lot, you know? Yeah. It's like just people who happen to be queer in a story. Mm-hmm. Well, cause yeah. And like, I was kept thinking about it and I read this really great article about, um, about how interesting Larry's character is and how layered he is. And that he comes More from like a- how Larry he is. Oh God. God. 
some of them you can just let go. No, I <laughs> cannot physically. Well, that he, you know, very obviously has a lot of self-loathing coming from a lot of different places. And I think he's put a lot of that on the fact that he is gay. And I'm like, Larry, you're not a dirtbag because you're gay. You're a dirtbag because you're a gaslighting piece of shit. Yeah. Right? So I just want to sit him down and be like, Larry, yes, you have done bad things, but you need to forgive yourself. You haven't done them because you like dudes. You've done them because you've been terrified of liking dudes. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that one episode, two episodes ago, when he's like, fucking context is important here. And he actually called himself a gaslighting piece of shit. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, Larry, yes. Get to know this part of yourself and then never do that again. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah, you're, you're not a bad person because you like dudes. You're, you, you are kind of a shitty person because you lied to all the people in your life and made well, them feel terrible. Yeah. It's, you're not a bad person because you like men. You're a bad person because you let your fear of liking men force you into making bad decisions and mm-hmm. treating people terribly. Yes. That's what makes you it's garbage. The, it's, yeah, it's the treating people terribly it's part. It's that part. Not the fact that you like dicks. Like, a lot of us like them and we're not <laughs> bad people. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, but like, so that, that moment, I mean, obviously, I could, I, I enjoy a musical number and I love Matt Bomer and so all of also, those things like, are great. Hello, Kelly Clarkson song. This right? Is amazing. Oh my yeah. god. I've been listening to that song all week. Uh, but so much of it is, is like Larry having a moment where it seems like he's honestly happy and like this Being is. Being himself. This is who he, who he should be, who he, the the purest version of him. Well, and I'm wondering if this is like a big character growth moment for Larry, just because oh, he so. got to be the best version of Larry while he was with Danny. Mm-hmm. And now he's back in our world, but our world is still 2019. Like he still lives in a house full of people who love him no matter mm. what. So I wonder if mummy Larry's going to start relaxing the fuck out a little bit and being mm-hmm. a little bit more chill about his past and forgiving himself a little bit. more. I hope so. Cause it was pretty, it was pretty tough because like you get that, that great moment for morally, but like she like looks to Larry and is like, yeah, are we going to do this? And he's like, no, I can't. And he, he like has that great moment of clarity where he envisions the musical number, yeah. but then, but then he, he still can't get to that place. Mm-hmm. And so, but I'm, I'm hoping he could at least maybe incorporate like watching morally stand up and be amazing into and hopefully yeah. internalize that and maybe be a little bit more forthright yeah. with himself and like with the world later on. Also, all of Morley's outfits were amazing. Oh my Her god, last killer. sparkly jumpsuit to kick the shit out of that guy. Yeah. I was like, so good. Morley, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I was reading through the Cloak and Dagger recap. Oh fuck, we have to talk about Cloak and Dagger. Yes. <sighs> well, y'all have to talk about it. Okay. Give her that. Yeah, anyway, that was Doom Patrol and it's amazing and it's still my favorite. Yeah, I... Really like this show. Oh my god, Doom Patrol's so great, so good, and I think it has thirteen episodes too. So there's still, you know, not a decent amount, but five left. Where I think Umbrella Academy only has two more. So, oh no, yeah, getting really close to the end. Yeah, they both got re-upped though, which is cool. Oh nice, oh man, I would be so bummed if they didn't renew Doom Patrol. I would be shocked because it is so fucking. Oh yeah, and it's getting very positive receptions. Oh nice. DC Universe in general just seems to be doing quite well, which is cool. Um, we've because you know we've got Young Justice coming back. Uh, Titans actually got bumped up. Wait, like I'm torn because I really want more Titans, but then bumping it forward pushed uh, Stargirl back. But then I'm sure it's also easier to make a show that you already have the whole cast for. So. eh. You know, what's interesting, though, is that I always assumed that once you've created a show that each season would be would cost you about the same. 
but I've actually learned that each progressive season of a show costs exponentially more than mm-hmm. the last one. Which I really wonder if that's why most Netflix shows are only two or three seasons. Well, yeah, because the longer you stay around, every, every season you have to renegotiate contracts and the actors always want more. Understandably. Which is fair, but that's why, yeah, everything like, costs more. Yeah, they get a yearly raise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have a problem with How it. How dare they? But How that's, dare. But yeah, as with almost every business, payroll is the most expensive part of the operation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so right now we're going to talk about Cloak and Dagger, episode 201, Restless Energy. So we pick up, it's been eight months since we kicked Roxanne's butt. And let's see, uh, Tandy is back to taking ballet, and her relationship with her mom is much better. Uh, they go together to a domestic abuse support group where uh, Tandy finds another young woman and who's struggling with an abusive partner. Uh, Tandy trashes his place, leaves a threatening message for him, but unfortunately, yeah, it only serves to drive the couple closer together. Boo. Uh, Tyrone lives in the abandoned church now. Um, he steals money and drugs from drug dealers, um, trying to help O'Reilly, who's still recovering from her traumatizing near-death experience. Wait, what happened to his parents? Why They're still he... alive. He's mm-hmm. on the run because he's a wanted criminal. Oh. He killed that cop. Yeah. Oh, right. And right now okay. we can't prove that he didn't. Boo. So he's in hiding. Uh, O'Reilly reprimands Ty as he's only making things worse for New Orleans as the gangs are now becoming more protective and might go to war with each other. Uh, Tyrone ke- keeps tabs on his parents and Evita and meets with Tandy every week to watch movies. Oh. When Tandy discovers that Tyrone is doing vigilante work, she's, you know, pissed at him for not asking her for help. Uh, he then apologizes, and the two head to the Rougarou Club. I did not realize that was what it was called. Uh, Rougarou is a French word for werewolf. Also, wasn't there a Rougarou uh. episode of Supernatural? Yes. Where if as long as he didn't eat a human person, he could be fine or something? I feel like that's a really low bar to maintain. Yeah. Well, you like, get, like, don't you eat get, humans. like, the... The, the munchies. The, the munchies. It's like a compulsion. Some yeah. rumblies in your tumblies. That, that was yeah. a really sad Supernatural episode. That they was. worked really hard for him not to eat someone. And, and then, then he did. Which is surprising. But he ate a bad they're person. monster bigots. They are monster they bigots. They are monster bigots. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dean was all about killing him, but Sam was I like, am no, it's shocked. not. <laughs> shocked that Dean would propose that. Anyway, uh, they go to the Ruguru Club to uh, trying to tape record a meeting with the gang leaders so they can take that as evidence to O'Reilly. Um, however, someone ends up attacking the gang leaders, and Tandy and Tyrone uh, go in and just find that everyone is hella dead. Oh. Hella dead! Well, that sucks. For all the dead people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some really great stuff in this episode. Uh, I really love so Tandy goes to this this guy's house because he knows that he's beating his girl and so she waits until he, he's he's passed out and so she just like rips up a bunch of shit and then she uses one of her knives to write leave her alone in the wall damn but then when she comes she comes to the next meeting and that girl is there again and she's like hey how's things and she's like oh I'm getting back together with my my boyfriend and she's like what it's like oh it was the worst these thugs broke in and trashed his whole house and when i got there he was so scared like he a little boy crying and it oh just reminded God. me how much he needs me and tandy's like what the fuck so that was that sucked yeah it, it happens though like oh my god what whoa stop stop hitting the microphone i won't my god i mean tandy learned a lesson there is you have to Build a situation where she is able to defend herself and break free of her own volition. Or, you cannot try to, 
like force the guy to give her up because he never will because mm-hmm. he's an abuser. You also usually can't date dead people. <laughs> Just I tossing mean, that out there. I'm with you, obviously, <laughs> but Tandy is like 17. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe, you know, wait until you're of legal age to start killing. Or, you know, we could just cut his hands off. That is gross. <laughs> it's a lot harder to punch a lady in the face if you don't have fists. Yeah, or, then it's just weird boning. Or we just take his penis. Because Well, he'd just, just get more angry and probably murder her because it's her fault he can't get hard anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yep. man, I love when they, they're going, they're getting ready to go to the club. And so Tandy's trying to give Ty, like, a quick makeover. And then I, I'm trying to figure out what the hell she's wearing. She's wearing her tights from ballet. She Which puts, she eventually lost, actually, when she got to the club. Oh, that's right. Um, she puts on, like, a oversized white man's Oxford shirt. And then ties, like, a black, like, a fabric belt around her waist. And then just opens the collar real wide and puts on a red lip. And that's, that's her that's clubbing outfit. That's her outfit. club outfit. Okay. And she makes it look good. Yeah. Cool. And like Tyrone, she put him in a clean black shirt and then ripped the arms off. And he was like, what the shit? And she's like, look, you you look like a cop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so then they go to the club and they, they die, like dance and have a really good time um, before everybody dies. Yeah. Naturally. Which like, except for like the violence spilling out into the streets. Is it that bad for the gangs to just start killing each other? Like My, my concern here is not with the dead gang leaders. It's with. Whoever killed those d- dead gang leaders might be much more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, and then no, you get, no, like, no. they vacuum. killed each other. Nobody like came in that room, killed them, and left. So what happened? This is my assumption. I could okay. be wrong. Tyrone put a listening device under the table. He like bopped in and bopped out. Mm-hmm. When they see a guy get shot in the window and go running, which they're heroes, they went running toward danger. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they get in. Everyone is dead. And we didn't see anybody, like, leave. Right. They didn't show us, like, a scene of, like, someone disappearing around a corner. Everyone's dead. And the table that they were sitting on is split apart. So that tells me someone in that room found the listening device, assumed it was the other people. The other people thought it was the first set of people, and they all shot and killed each other. That's- no, it's definitely another meta. 100%. No, dude, no. There's no other there- metas on this show. There's it's no way the someone, like... Someone would have been alive still if everyone was shooting each other. Someone Why? else came in, teleported through the table, cracked it Aslan style because it's old magic, I and then killed I all of them. You're being real no, or not? Honestly, I'm, honestly, outside of the Aslan part, I really think it is. Yeah, that was, we're going to see a meta introduced. My my read as well. I sort of I sort of agree that if, if that it we, was old magic, yeah, face, that if. If like we have we have like eight people in the room, four on each side, and everybody just decides to pull their guns and start shooting, the odds that they would all be dead in under thirty seconds seems like very unreasonable to me. Am I insane? Are you guys never seen a mob movie before? I mean, I don't really see okay, a lot of well, movies. Oh, okay. Well, that's what, this shit happens in mob movies all the time, and everyone's dead. Because they don't trust each other, they just start firing, hoping one of them will make it out, but then they all die. No, mm. teleporting bad guy. Yeah. All I'm, right. Well, ice cream money. It's evil. I bet you guys. Evil tie. It's not another meta. I'm. I'm not saying meta. But I, I. My. My assumption is that someone else came in, killed them all, and then left. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with mine, and I bet you both ice cream money. I will bet you one dollar. No, it's ice cream money or nothing. We don't do the bet dollar here. Fine. Three fifty. Three fifty. Three fifty. Gangster was thirty feet tall. 
Do you want in on this ice cream bet or no? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, so, are you saying specifically that it was a teleporting meta? Uh, I'm. Yes, I am saying. Spe- well, I'm saying specifically it was another meta that did this. Okay. Based purely on not having seen this episode, but I am very confident. Regardless, okay. proud of you, Kenneth. Yeah. I'm saying definitely Hat over that fence. Stick yeah. to your guns. Mm-hmm. They all. Uh, Ty and Tandy also had like a really good conversation where they talked through a bunch of shit, which is why I love this show. Yeah. Emotions and character development. That does sound Kinda exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I'm glad that show is back. I missed it. It was really oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I I like. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of this show, I like that we've hit superhero saturation. That you can have shows like this, and it's but not you don't just, have to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. face punchiness and all the time. Yeah. So, okay. Good job, show. I give you this way back. to way to be you. Way to be, show. Yeah. Way, way to be. Way to be. And on that note, way for all of you to be, dear listeners. We love you. Yeah. You're all right. <laughs> we we do not hate all of you. I had a really good day, and then I, like, danced in my car for 45 minutes. As oh, in traffic? In traffic. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, were you just sitting in your car dancing? Yes. That's weird. Weirdly enough, there is no traffic on Mondays. It was very strange. Yeah. My she, hardest thing was getting on the bridge. Oh, the creepy Dementor Bridge? Yes. Yeah, that was Ooh, weird, spooky. man. I did not like that. Like, only part of the bridge existed. It was very I love how SF bridges look in the fog. Oh, man. You cool. could, I mean, it. you could have just, like, come through the fog, and then there's suddenly, like, a giant monster there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always in San Francisco Bay. Which I Because we have the best bridges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good bridges to destroy. And on that note, we will see you next week. Same BAM time, same POW channel. BAM Patrol! You're the worst at this. <laughs> Wait, we didn't pick a favorite episode. It was Doom Patrol. It was Doom Patrol! I think it was Umbrella Academy. You are a liar face. <laughs> yeah, you are it, a liar it was face. Legends. They had luchadors. It was dope. No, I, I, you can never go, when it's for me, you can never go wrong with a musical sequence. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, that was a delight. When it's me, you just can never go wrong if it's Doom Patrol. Yeah, no, we we know. It's... <laughs> I don't even know why we bother asking you. Like, Doom we'll Patrol start this up no wrong. after Doom Patrol's done for the year, and then maybe we'll get some... Uh... It'll just be like that episode of Doom Patrol from three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still riding that high. Still Doom Patrol! She doesn't even answer. She just, like, pulls out her phone and starts playing that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and on that note, bye! Bye! She's, like, clips of clips wearing... Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? This is fucking wild.